0: Southeast Radio's morning mix Chat, news and your view Alan Corcoran Good morning Alan Eamon hey, I'll let you analyse what we've heard from both Jim Fitzgerald and also from Joe Sullivan in just a moment but I, I'd like to get from you I suppose uh, uh, in as, as simple as layman's terms as possible a timeline of events on this please Yes Alan as um, Joe outlined
1: there in the very fair commentary um, on Thursday the 19th of August uh, as a result of a storm, there was a power power failure uh, and that knocked out uh, the pumps that um, put the chlorine into the water. Uh, unfortunately, at the time, there was no alarm issued and there was no alarm set up for that. Uh, there was also no backup generator on site and no automatic shutdown. Um, now, all those have been rectified now when we, we get on to the improvements that were made later. So uh, the following day, which was Friday, now e- each day we had a water service inspector on site and that, that has been standard for a long time. Uh, un- unfortunately, and I think Joe mentioned the um, service level agreement, uh, the, we would have been due a service uh, if that quarterly uh, service level agreement had been maintained and the issues with the pumps uh, they have been picked up, so we could have avoided that. So there was, there was an assumption on site, and as I said, there was a uh, water service inspector on site every day, but unfortunately that was not picked up till uh, day three and into day four when the pumps were started back manually. So there was untreated water um, with no chlorine got into the water supply uh, for four days before it was picked up manually. Now, at that stage, there was an assumption that the backup pump, it was pump number three, was working. In fact, it was working, but there was a split uh, in, in the delivery pipe. So, again, uh, there was not enough chlorine getting through. So, again, the, the assumption was made uh, that there was chlorine getting into it until it was uh, realised. But that that went, then that was relayed uh, back to uh, County Hall. Now, how it happened was uh, the first... Um, the first illness, when it was reported, again there was um, there was works going on in the pipes, and as Jim said, there was discoloration and uh, there was scouring take taking place. Uh, the water was tested. Now at that stage, because the pumps had been switched back on, uh, the water tested positive. So again, there was, there was no issue was was relayed. But when the second complaint of illness came up, uh, it's too much of a coincidence. So the um, Senior Executive Engineer then said, I'm going to investigate this and he did and at that stage uh, realised that there was a problem and then we brought it to the attention of uh, Irish Water okay. and the HSE and again, as was said by uh, Councillor Sullivan, at that stage uh, the incident had passed uh, the service um, providers had been on site, made the repairs so it was felt that because the incident had passed I am, yeah, I don't, I don't know if you can hear that in the background but it's still, I don't know if it's interfering with the sound or anything, there, Alan, so I'll try and step away a little bit further.
0: As you say, it's live radio these things happen, the alarms it's went happen, off but yeah. you've managed, yeah. we've managed to link in with you again uh, just to get back to where we were you were just concluding your summary of the report, so then I have a few questions I want to raise to you, um, raise with you so uh, just to, to, to close off what you were saying to me please
1: Yes, I I was just saying that uh, as a result of the second illness complaint, um, it was realised by the senior executive engineer that there's something wrong here. He did a full investigation and at that stage uh, we realised that there had been uh, untreated water in the system for uh, about that four days and then contacted HSE and the yeah. Uh, Irish water, and then the uh, as I said, the issue. In fact, the issue with the chlorine was back working then, uh, and the issue with Passo was decided not to issue the boil water notice at this stage. But unfortunately, from the time that. We contacted Irish Water. It did take uh, another seven days for the first press release to issue which and that that shouldn't have happened. There should have been better. Definitely better communications there.
0: All right. Uh, And again, so i just revert to that column before I move on to the questions I have to put to you. There were however significant delays in first detecting the issue by Wexford County Council and subsequent notification to Irish Water that resulted in the late notification to the EPA, the HSE and the public. Wexford County Council has accepted and apologised for these failings. Which leads to the next question Who is ultimately responsible for this?
1: As I said, Wexford County Council and Irish Water have taken ownership of this, and that's where the responsibility ultimately lies now you you could put it down to the reduction in, in servicing which did cause a problem there's definitely some human error uh, obviously absolutely nothing malicious there was assumptions made on site the pumps were restarted on site uh, but there wasn't a realization that this was such a serious issue which it turned out to be so th- there is no question that there's a responsibility um, from powerways for county council and irish water uh, we operate a service level agreement with irish water to uh, run the system but we're we're we're, we're strained with budget as well i think that came up yesterday it had been rid- reduction in budget. Uh, And obviously that's been reversed now. I think Jim said um, the CREA plant, in fact, in terms of output, it ranks at 135, but has been put into the top 25 with CREA added. So now it will get the investment it it needs and the investment it deserves. Like CREA is is, is 83 years old and we've never had an incident like this before. And uh, with, with the improvements and the training and the upgrading and the staffing, uh, changes. This will not happen again. I can give people an assurance about that.
0: Will there be any accountability?
1: Well, there has been accountability, Alan. Uh, there has been changes. Uh, and as I say, Westbrook County Council Irish Water, you heard yesterday, fully accept that. That's where the responsibility lies.
0: And, and who was responsible? I and mean, because I'm trying to think, was it Jim or was it Joe mentioned to me about? I think it might have been Joe actually about the uh, service on the Gory Water Plant going from quarterly to biannual, because that seems to be a major play in this. Who's responsible for changing that service? What does that come down to? Yeah, that that comes down. That was an Irish,
1: an Irish Water decision. Uh, in my opinion, it, it was an unfortunate decision, but that has now been reversed. In fact, it's gone a step further. Uh, you heard Jim Fitzgerald yesterday. Not only is it, is it quarterly, but it, it will be quarterly plus additional maintenance that, that whenever it's required on top of the quarterly. Now, as I said before... Um, one of the maintenance periods would have happened shortly before the incident, and that may have avoided it. Hmm. Uh, but I think ultimately, not, not only will Korea and Wexford learn lessons from this, but there's been a complete upgrade nationally. Hmm. So I think out of this, uh, the water supply to everybody in Ireland will significantly improve because of this incident.
0: Uh, at the time of the incident, Eamon, was there a preventative maintenance program in place in the Korea water treatment plant?
1: Yeah, but like as I said, like. We have a WSI on staff every day of the week. Uh, Now, that member of staff also had works outside in the network. That has now changed Uh, the person with responsibility for running the treatment plant is full-time on the plant, as well as that we've strengthened it with uh, another technician uh, who helps them. So the whole issue about maintenance and observation of what happened uh, has been strengthened because of that, Alan.
0: Yeah, because I'm just thinking that knowing that there had been previous issues with the equipment, uh, what contingency plan then was in place in the event that something went wrong?
1: Well, if if, if we spotted anything that was wrong, we immediately uh, elevated it to Irish water. Uh, but that's where the quarterly maintenance, and you probably saw the quote in the report from uh, CSL, the maintenance company, it was very prescient. They actually said the reduction from... Uh, visits to two years means that what are relatively minor problems can escalate to very serious problems and, and that's one of the things what happened with the breakdown in, in equipment yeah. uh, but, but that, that, that's not to say that there was human error uh, on assumptions that were made in relation to what happened uh, over those four or five days.
0: I have questions coming in and one of the key ones is will compensation be paid to the 46 people that were affected by this?
1: Uh, that came up yesterday as well, and I, I think uh, there ha- there has been a relatively small number of um, inquiries uh, in in that regard to Irish Water, and and that w- that will be dealt with uh, by Irish Water as, as as the statutory authority.
0: So the the compensation you are saying is going to come from Irish Water.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, Irish Water are the water authority of the so anything like that will be dealt with by by, by Irish Water.
0: And, and wh- how much is it, is all of this going to cost Wexford County Council? What's been going on? Uh, is there any cost to Extra County Council at all?
1: Well, in, in terms of how much will it cost, again you heard yesterday and you heard from Jim, in, in terms of cost been, there will be, and there is been 2.2 2 million uh, invested into the plant, uh, which, which which is a cost, but it's badly needed that and some of that had been pointed out by ourselves. Yeah. Uh, I suppose in terms of staff changes and improvements that way and like, that, that that, that all helps to improve the situation
0: Alan. Yeah, there's one other area you want to, I just want to go back on before I get the final, put the final question to you Eamon uh, in, in the uh, page 3 of the report it says following the power failure a further issue was that some of the automatic alarms activated to a low priority setting therefore did not <clears throat> issue relevant notice by text to council staff after the pump failure and Joe in his questions to you mentioned about 5 people receiving texts, could you just clarify that for me, what was the situation with the text signals that went in and just just to shed some light on that for us, please.
1: Yeah, that, that that's the SCADA system. was actually a remote system. Now, again, there, there that's that set at four different priorities. Diagnostic, low, medium, and high. And it, depending on what priority is, it issues messages uh, to different people. Uh, and some of them will, will, will be dealt with the next day, but some of them must be dealt with immediately. The text is issued. But again, when it said that... Um, you know, the text issued, the fact that there was um, a WSA on site, again, there was an assumption made. Most of those texts, like there was over 2,000 messages um, over the nine months from the 1st of January 2021 to uh, the end of September. Uh, and most of those happen when people are on site, so they're dealt with automatically. So that, that that's an assumption that was made. And now with the training and the upgrades, that can't happen again because if a message is passed along the line and it's not picked up, Uh, somebody that gets the message following that has to make sure that it is being dealt with or they have to turn up on site.
0: My final question for you is, uh, and it was asked of you as you concluded your presentation yesterday, can you assure uh, the people of Wexford our listeners this morning that there will not be a reoccurrence of this?
1: Absolutely. Um, now we gave a commitment to, to the Minister and to uh, the councillors and to the people of Gorey in particular that we would carry out. And you, you saw yourself, this is a no-holds-barred report, set out everything, and, and there's great lessons to be learned from that. Now, apart from the 2.2 million investment, uh, the additional training, the changes in staffing, and just bear in mind that in the 83 years that the plant has been in place, this never happened before, and with the, uh, I suppose, with, with the shock, that this generated uh, all over the country, I suppose. And as I said, with the improvements in staffing, with the improvements in upgrade, uh, with with the resetting of all the alarms uh, and the training, I can assure people that this will not happen again.
0: Southeast Radio's morning mix: chat, news, and your views.